chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. This is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her to public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Thanks, Nathan. Well, Lisa has uh, wonderfully prepared some, some little packs for the children. Um, so we're just going to take a moment now for the children to head out to the hall just to grab a, an activity pack that's got some goodies in it and then kids, you can bring that back to, uh, to where mum and dad are. And for everyone else, let's just take a couple of moments, stand up, stretch the legs and, and if you haven't had the opportunity... How good does it feel to arrive? You've been planning that holiday for some time. You've been saving and dreaming and planning and the plane lands or the car pulls into the driveway. You have arrived. You've been training. You've been waking up early. You've been dieting correctly. You've been drinking lots of water. You've been running and practicing and getting all ready. And the, the moment comes, you are at the start line of your very first marathon. You have arrived. After 13 years, 52 terms and roughly 600 weeks of turning up, of learning, of studying, you have finally completed year 12. You have arrived. After three, four, five, maybe six years even more of dedicated, focused, intense learning. The hats are being thrown, the champagne corks are coming off, you have completed your university degree. After all the time that you spent preparing your resume, uh, applying for jobs, succeeding in the interview, you wake up, have breakfast and a shower and you find yourself at your desk on your very first day of your new job. You have arrived. A romance blossoms. A question is 
proposed. A ring is given. A wedding is planned. You find yourself at one end or the other of an aisle. You have arrived to your wedding day. Now, every parent will know the sense of anticipation and hope that a baby brings. Before a woman is pregnant with a child, she is pregnant with hope. And particularly for your first child in the lead up to that birth, there is so much excitement, so much anticipation. And then the big day comes and the baby is born and the parent, the journey of parenthood begins. You have arrived as a parent. But before that child, before that child's life begins to unfold, you take a moment to celebrate. Uh, gifts are given, flowers are, uh, are exchanged, and uh, it's a wonderful time. My friends, Christmas is about arrival. At Christmas, we celebrate the arrival of God in the person of Jesus. Oftentimes, uh, arrivals, like the examples I've just given, are years, sometimes even decades, in the making. And the arrival of the birth of Christ was no flippant decision on God's part. It was very intentional. There was a lot of planning from the very beginning of creation. God had planned that at this exact time, at this exact moment in history, Christ would come. Jesus would be born. We read in Galatians 4, 4. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. The political, religious, social and economic circumstances were just perfect. They were just right for Christ to come and for the gospel to be spread. And the virgin is with child and Emmanuel is now born. God has arrived. There is so much relief, isn't there, with arriving. Ah, we've made it. (laughs) Think about all that planning, all that effort now I can rest, now I can relax, or maybe in some cases, now I can begin. Think about all that lead up and preparation for a birth or for a university degree, things like this, maybe training for a particular event. So much has gone into the event and you haven't even really begun. You have simply arrived. And Christmas Day is that day where we stop and we acknowledge and celebrate that God has arrived. And on that starry night in Bethlehem, after Mary and Joseph had arrived from their long journey, and after Mary had arrived at the end of her, no doubt, intensely painful labour, she had arrived As a mother, the journey of parenthood for her would begin. And all of creation, including the heavenly hosts, sighed a huge sigh of relief. Messiah is here. The long-awaited King of Kings, the one who would redeem God's people and rescue them and forgive them from their sins. The answer to life's questions 
had arrived. Christ had come. Why did God arrive on earth some 2,000 years ago? What did it mean then? What does it mean for us today? I'd like to suggest that the arrival of Christ answers life's biggest questions, questions that we at one point or another will end up, no doubt, asking ourselves. Of course, there are many other questions, but here are three questions that Jesus' life answers. Number one, why am I here? Why am I here? What is the purpose? What is the point of me being here? Another question that we will inevitably end up asking ourselves is, does anybody actually care about me? Does my life count? Does my life matter? And then another question that we will end up asking at some point in our lives is, am I okay? Am I okay? Let's briefly explore these three questions. Number one, why am I here? Jesus' life teaches us that we are created by a loving God. We are not just random acts of occurrence that have just somehow happened. We have been created by a loving God who desires to have relationship with us. Humanity is not the outcome of billions of years of random changes in an evolutionary process, but rather the outcome of a creator God. And here's an example why. On Christmas Day of all days, we give gifts to one another. Now, if it was not for love, why on earth would we do this? The gift, the practice of giving gifts in no way um, propels procreation forward. (laughs) If we were simply here to just procreate um, and essentially operate as animals, there would be no need for the giving of gifts. It's not even anyone's birthday. Well, maybe it is your birthday on Christmas Day. But generally speaking, we give gifts on Christmas Day not because it's someone's birthday. We give gifts because we love. And evolution has no answer to the word love and to the, I guess, the sense of love. Um, Why do we love? How do we love? I guess that's a question that science cannot answer. Science can answer a whole range of things, but it cannot answer the question of love. Love can't be explained. We find an answer for love in the Bible. And 1 John 4, 19 says, we love because he first loved us. The Bible teaches us that the reason why we love, the reason why we give, is because we have been loved by a creator, God. To the question, why am I here? The answer is because there is a God who loves you. There is a God who created you. And there is a God who desires relationship with you. Another question that people will end up asking themselves is, does anybody care? And in fact, this is quite a poignant question, I believe, at this time in society. The number of people living alone in Australia is one in four. Can you get that? One in four Australians live alone. Our houses have become fortresses. Many of us have Uh, electric garage doors, which are incredibly convenient, and I love having one myself, especially on days when it's raining. But isn't it true that we drive into our garage and the door comes down 
And there's no longer any engagement with our neighbourhood. We live very private lives. More than ever, even though we are so connected by the internet, I think we are a lot less connected person to person. Uh, we, and over time, as people's lives have become busier and busier and busier, they only have very limited time. I know this for ourselves. You've got a dual-income family. You're raising children. You have very limited time to engage in relationship with people outside your immediate family. This is the reality that we find ourselves in. And even though we might be, even though we might have 600 friends on Facebook, I think more than ever, people are feeling lonely and alone. And in when you feel that way, the question that you will ask is, does anybody care? And uh, Jesus' life and Christmas demonstrates that God does care, that God arrived in the person of Jesus, that God reached out in human history and he sent his son to ultimately say, I care about all people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. But God doesn't just love people. He loves you. He loves me. He is, his love is uh, universal, but it is also intensely personal. God loves you. The third question that we end up asking at some point is, am I okay? Am I going to be okay? And the Bible tells us that, well, here's, here's the illustration that I've thought of for the arrival of Jesus at Christmas time. It is a little bit like the arrival of an ambulance in an emergency. You think about an emergency situation. And somebody calls the ambulance. And during that period of time, while you're waiting for the ambulance to arrive, there is a great sense of panic and uncertainty, right? Now, the ambulance itself is not the saviour. The ambulance is the means by which you will get to the hospital, which let's say that the hospital, in many cases, is the place of salvation. But think about that sense of relief that comes over you when the ambulance arrives. When that ambulance pulls up, there's a sense of, oh, it's out of your hands. And I would like to suggest that the arrival of Jesus at Christmas time is a little bit like the arrival of an ambulance. We know that Jesus was born for so much more than just the manger. And Matthew mentions this in his account. Uh, We read in verse 18, this is how the birth of Jesus The Messiah came about. The Messiah was God's anointed one, set apart by God to liberate his people. And then in verse 21, the angel speaking, you were to give him the name Jesus because he will save people from his sins. Jesus is the Hebrew equivalent of Joshua. And Joshua means God is our salvation. As we spoke about with the children a little bit earlier, Jesus means our God saves. Now, in the Old Testament, Joshua delivered the Israelites into the promised land. And the arrival of Jesus is the arrival of the true deliverer who will deliver God's people, all who place their trust in him, into the promised land of forgiveness and relationship with God. 
The angel spoke of what Jesus would do and he would forgive people of their sins. Whether we know it or not, forgiveness of sins is our greatest need. We are eternal beings. We may just think of our lives as being 80 or so years here on earth, or 95 in Alex's case, and and the clock continues to tick. But regardless of how long our lifetime here is on earth, it is nothing compared to an eternity. And there is an issue of sin that unless that issue is dealt with, then we can't have the confidence of spending eternity in the presence of an all-loving God. And I think the best way that I like to think about, uh, about heaven and hell is simply this, separation from God. Let's just say that if you don't have your sins forgiven, if your faith is not in Jesus, the Bible tells us that we will spend eternity separated from God. And God, the Bible tells us, is all the things that we as humans thrive on. God is light. God is love. God is care. God is nurture. God is family. God is vitality. God is enjoying life to the utmost. So eternity spent in the presence of God is what every human heart yearns for. To spend eternity not in the presence of God is not where you want to end up. So there is a problem that needs rectifying, and that is the problem of our sin. And the Bible simply says this about our sin. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. No one is exempt. And the question is, what are you going to do about that? Well, the great news is you don't actually have to do anything about it because somebody has come to deal with the sin issue, and that person is Jesus. And the Bible teaches us that we don't have to rely on being good people, on doing good things. We don't have to rely on our works. We simply get to rely on the perfect life and resurrection, death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And for those who have their faith and trust in Jesus, that is why Christmas is such a wonderful time of celebration because it marks the arrival of salvation and the plan that God had in store. Men and women, boys and girls, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. At Christmas time, we celebrate the arrival of a baby boy who sounded probably a lot like that. (laughs) And this is the thing that I find so endearing about the Christmas story is that God chose to come amongst us in the most vulnerable way. God does not come to you, friends, with a clenched fist of condemnation. God comes to us with a heart of love, with arms open wide. Last night we spoke about the the biblical image of God as shepherd. It is an image of nurture and care. It is an image of protection and providence. Friends, if you have not yet placed your trust in Jesus as your Lord and Saviour, and have the sin issue dealt with. Can I invite you this Christmas to consider Jesus? Don't have the celebration, but miss the meaning behind it all. From my family to yours, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Emmanuel is here. God in Jesus has arrived. 
We're going to celebrate together as we sing our closing song that celebrates exactly what we've just spoken of. So let us stand together and worship God together with angels from the realms of glory.